0: Sangram here. Welcome to another fun episode of Flip My Funnel podcast. Today, I'm joined with Barbara Smith, who is the CEO of The Whale Hunting. So we're going to hear a little bit more about whale hunting, what that means. Proud, she's an author. She obviously talks about The Whale Hunter and the process around it. And I love this, this line that she has on LinkedIn that says that uh, she helps CEOs that between $10 million and $250 million in revenue to help them accelerate growth. So, if you want to grow, that's what this podcast is going to be all about. I'm going to talk about what is sales 1.0, what is sales 2.0, and what is sales 3.0 look like. So, with that, Barbara, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sandra. I'm really
1: happy to be here. Appreciate the invitation.
0: Yeah, we we have been like you know chatting online for such a long period of time. We and have, been, yes. Yeah, I love all the work that you're doing, all the content you put out there. So it was about time. It was indeed, yes. All right. So, uh, fun fact about yourself. Fun fact about
1: me. Well, what people do not know about me is that I actually wrote the words to my high school alma mater.
0: Whoa.
1: I'm legendary in my high school.
0: (laughs) Wow. That is big. Well, thanks for sharing. That's a big fun fact. I love that. All right. Well, let's dive into it, Barbara. Like You have written the book in many ways around this concept. I saw that you've started a series of articles on LinkedIn talking about this 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. So just educate us. What is
1: 1.0? Well, I started with the concept of my book, Whale Hunting, which lays out the framework for my work, was published in 2008. And that was about the same time that Sales 2.0 was gaining traction. That's kind of when it was invented. Sales 2.0 mm-hmm. and sales 2.0 was really, I think, the birth of of digital sales and social sales. So sales 1.0 would be sales up to that point it was kind of traditional sales methodology, and right. 2.0 was kind of the entrance of the digital age or of the information age, if you will. And so last year my book was 10 years old and and it was also about that time that Gerhard Schwanner from Selling Power he had been using the mantra of Sales 2.0 for all of his events for quite some time and he switched over to Sales 3.0 so I had what you were referring to I had published an article on LinkedIn about what had changed from when I published my book in 2008, what had changed in B2B sales and what I call whale hunting sales, which is large account sales, what was different in 10 years and trying to take stock of that for myself and my clients, et cetera. And so I was trying to figure out what was different. Well, one thing that that had changed is where you come in with account-based marketing. Now, I would like to think that you didn't invent account-based marketing because Mm -hmm. whale hunting has always been about an account-based focus. But you certainly made it relevant and you brought technology to it. So one thing that's new in Sales 3.0 is the great influx of technology into the sales process. And with that technology, more recently, artificial intelligence Mm. technology, I would say that that is completely new since 2008 when I published Whale Hunting. There was really, in my world, no conversation about artificial intelligence in sales at that time. Sales enablement as a terminology is completely new as part of what Mm. you might call sales 3.0. So um, many things have changed, not entirely for the better, but many for the better. We have um, one thing that concerns me in sales is, in a lot of ways, a a tendency to substitute a technology solution for a more comprehensive look at what's going on in the sales process. I'm not picking on you when I say that, but we have these stacks and stacks and stacks of technology solutions that are very hard for people to understand, some of which are not suitable for my market, which is a mid-sized, you know, the $10 to $250 million revenue. That's a, it's not a mom and pop market. It's definitely companies that aren't on a growth path. Right. And they have a particularly difficult time of sorting through the technology options for them, what they need, what they don't need, How do things work together? What's going to be a good investment? What's not going to go out of date? What technology tools are really only suitable for enterprise? A lot of really good enterprise tools are not suitable for that mid-market, et cetera. So in a lot of ways, technology is problematic, not necessarily helpful to them. In other ways, technology has exploded the capabilities for sales teams and made made us given us the opportunity to be much more customer centric in other ways, technology moves us away from better relationships with customers and whale hunting. Like, like terminus, you are extremely customer centric, which is a lot what I love about you and what I love about your company are very, very customer-centric, and real yeah. hunting has always been that. Well, so I'm a fan of what yeah. encourages that, and I'm not a fan of what moves us in the wrong direction. Or-
0: yeah, I love that. I think, well, thanks for sharing that. And, you know, when I when I think about, to your point, I was making notes on this. We did not, and I did not certainly invent ABM. Oh, I know.
1: Any <laughs> you invented uh, from the standpoint of a new company devoted to that, that was new
0: sure, yeah, that is new, you're right and 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 to your point, like bringing attention to this because coming from a marketing automation background where everything was all about leads, is like, well, wait a minute, the salesperson, his or her title is account executive, not lead executive, that was like a moment of self-reflection of like, wait a minute, that's why they're not working on my leads because they're my leads, not their account. So that was a fundamental shift that led yeah. to a lot of what we're talking about. Uh, but I love, I want to dig in a little bit more. The way I wrote down in my notes around process to digital transformation to more sales enablement and technology explosion. Do you see the explosion that happened in all of these phases at the same time All happening both in marketing and sales?
1: Well, that's an interesting question. Some of it happened first in marketing. There's certainly been a trend, a a very good trend in my mind to bring marketing and sales closer together. Whale hunting is really, it's not a sales process. It's a comprehensive business development process. And it always dealt with marketing and sales in concert, actually marketing, sales, and operations in concert. Because if you're a small or mid-sized company and you're going to go after an enterprise account, you better be able to service it when you land it or you're going to be in big trouble. So a lot of my clients have had experiences where they've landed a big account and they couldn't serve it properly because they weren't ready. Or if they're a technology company, they brought out a, a new technology and it's designed to do certain things. And under the right circumstance, it could maybe do some other things. And the sales team goes out yeah. and they sell the bells and whistles and they bring yeah. that new client in and they promise in the moon and not all of that stuff is developed yet. I know you're a techn- technology person. So you know that scenario and I've had clients who have been really burned in the past from, yeah. those cases where the sales team and the operations team or the development team were not in sync and also mm-hmm. we've seen lots of cases where marketing and sales are not on the same page so whale hunting is is business development that's that mm-hmm. gets people on the same page throughout the whole company everybody understands mm-hmm. how we make money <laughs> everybody understands yeah that we all have a role in the sale and we all have a role in the servicing of the client. And so the the more general understanding of sales as not a standalone unit, but very deeply integrated with the rest of the company, I think has been very beneficial. And yeah. that's relatively new over certainly the past decade that I've been talking about and writing about.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, what would you say, now I'm very curious based on that response, Barbara, what would you say is the future of sales?
1: Well, let me say it in two different ways. The future of the complex sale okay, <laughs> is very promising for human beings enabled by great technology. The future of the transactional sale is all technology.
0: I see what you're saying. Like, so this is, I mean, this is a big, could you, could you double click on that? Like, ha, you know, for people like, well, you know, people might consider themselves, maybe all B2B sales is complex in, in a sense, maybe because uh-huh. there are multiple people in the decision-making process, yeah. decided the deal, but that's not necessarily true. There are B2B sales that are very transactional in nature right. too.
1: I think that what's going on with technology is anything that can be sold directly from, any kind of catalog to the buyer, yeah. Where there's an order taker, the order taker will disappear. I mean, we're buying mm. cars directly from catalogs, you know, digital catalogs, and they're being delivered in essentially in vending machines, right? Yeah, there's one a few miles from where I live, you know, a big, I forget what they're called, but it's a big, huge car vending machine, you order your car and you go pick it up. I guess you put a quarter in or something and your car comes down (laughs) the elevator and you drive it away. That's what I mean. All of these industries have been disintermediated over the past, you know, decades, and it's continuing to happen. And wherever the customer and the product can come together directly without any middle person, that's going to happen. It's inevitable. And the machines are going to talk to the machines. You know, the dishwasher is going to order its own soap that's already (laughs) happening. It's happening. The big machines are going to order their own replacement parts. And so all of this transaction is going to continue to disintermediate. And there will not be order takers on the phone. There'll be customer service people, but... That's a sad truth. I completely believe that to be true. But where people need advice, where the sale is complex, how do I make this work over my whole enterprise? How do I make this work globally? How do I make it work? You know, I have a bigger problem to solve. I can't envision how to make this business better, you know, then that's going to get much more fun. Uh, much yeah. more valuable and more people are going to be involved. It will be much more collaborative.
0: Yeah. Uh, I love that. The, I so love the
1: salespeople that. will have to be better informed. They'll have to know a lot more about business in general, more about the industry, more about how businesses make money Have a different kind of conversation, be completely focused on the customer, not on their bells and whistles. Totally different yeah. conversation. And we're moving in that direction. There's all kinds of talk and advice about that, but we're not there
0: yet. We're not training for that at all. No, right, right. Current sales training. I I'm, I love that you talked about sales enablement as a big mm-hmm. part of 3.0. And I feel like that is something that wasn't even talked about right. in the last decade or so, which, which I think is a big topic in mm-hmm. itself. All right, cool. So I already have... These many notes over here. So I'm going to try to recap with a couple of big ideas that I got. And I'm, I then want you to share the challenge, like a mm-hmm. challenge for the leaders in sales, leaders in any division or any function, like what is it that they should really think about something mm-hmm. actual. So um, I love, I think people should go look at your book, whale hunting. And, and this idea of 1.0, 2.0, 3.0 is important to almost go in. I think people can listen to this podcast and go and look at, well, am I a 1.0 process person or am I someone who's just digital social savvy and I get it? And what will it take for me to be 3.0, which is technology plus AI plus sales enablement, that level of deep understanding of the process, uh, figuring out where you are and where you need to go. I think is going to be incredibly important. I love the the part that you talked about. Well, It is one team and we talk about one team all the time, but one team we didn't talk about until today has been marketing and sales. And you introduce the third very important team member or team members, which is operations. So if you're doing large account and if you're going after them, you need to have this one team idea, but don't go in with just marketing and sales, talking about it, get your operations involved so you can segment it the right way, tier it the right way, analyze it the right way. Your operations team is super important. Oh, and then I love, love, as we talk about the future of sales and you got into all these incredibly amazing idea of, of like, look, the transactional as well as the non-transactional complex sales. There's a completely two separate set of things. Figure out where you stand. If you are doing more of an order taking, as you said, then your job is going to go away. And it's sad, but it's true because that's what, that. To your point. Dishwashers are already ordering their own dishwasher. So you, you don't need to, you need to worry about that part of it. The transactional sales are going to be taken care of and nobody in order taking will continue to have a job. But then you mentioned this mega point, which I feel is the big, big, big takeaway for, for me personally and hopefully for others, which is wherever customer and product will come together, Wherever that thing happens, I think that's where the magic is. That's where, that's where you need to kind of focus on. And if you can make that thing work, then you, you just have a great, great sales career. So those were some of the many, and I'll add more to the show notes. But what is the one challenge you want to share with everybody, Barbara?
1: Well, my newest book is called Whale Hunting with Global Accounts. And when I was researching for that, I talked with a lot of big company buyers. And what they told me is we are tired of sellers who are shallow, who come in and talk about their products and services and what they can do. We need sellers who can help us devise and achieve strategic objectives. So my challenge is how can you educate your sellers to devise and help their clients achieve strategic objectives?
0: I love
1: that. That means yeah. that the sellers need to be deeply engaged with lots of other people in the company and having good strategic conversations with their own leadership, with their own operations people, with their own subject matter experts about what's going on in business, how things work, what's going on in the industries that they serve, so that they're really not only smart people, which good salespeople are, but really deeply educated about business acumen.
0: Boom. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.